Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, what is emotion, part one. Real quickly, we're excited to bring a, uh, a series of uh, Attention Talk Radio shows with you. Um, this, this one is the first of three that are dealing with emotion. The first one is what is an emotion. The second one, theoretical regulation of emotion. And the third, uh, part three, is the realities of down-regulating ADHD and emotions. Um, in our, our interview, we'll be uh, working with their David Gwork, uh, have a lively conversation about um, emotions and really kind of play off excerpts that we've gotten from Dr. Russell Barkley, among others, in um, prior episodes to really kind of illustrate this. Before we get into the next show, Real quickly, um, if you haven't checked it out, you should. The 2018 Annual International Conference on ADHD is coming up uh, November the 7th through the 11th. Um, it is in St. Louis, uh, Missouri. Uh, you can learn more about that by going to chadd.org. It's a great conference and uh, lots of really good stuff. We encourage you to go check it out. A lot of great presentations, keynote addresses, et cetera, but really it's with your tribe. Uh, you can get to mingle with other people with ADHD, talk to some of the experts, leading practice, or some people with um, sharing best practices and stuff. It's a, it's a great opportunity. Um, also, our show tonight is being brought to you by Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. They're offering two free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get them, all you have to do is listen to our show and listen for the secret word and email us uh, the date of the show. Um, and the secret word or the title of the show and the secret word to attention at attentiontalkradio.com and we'll email you two uh, PDF copies of the magazine. Again, tonight's show is being brought to you by Chad. We've got a quick little promotional clip for their conference and we'll get on with the show. Want to learn proven strategies for managing ADHD from people who share your concerns? Join Chad at the 2018 Annual International Conference on ADHD, November 8 to 11 in St. Louis. Discover the latest tools and treatments. Connect with people just like you. Register today at chad.org. Thanks again, Chad, uh, for uh, supporting Attention Talk Radio. For those that are not aware, uh, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage our listeners to become members of the organization. They have a lot of great benefits, but the real reason is we speak with a unified voice on Capitol Hill and within regulatory agencies, et cetera. So let's get on with the show. Again, this is the first of a three-part series on uh, ADHD and emotion. Tonight's show, the topic is what is emotion. Next show, Next week will be uh, the theoretical regulation of emotion. And then the final is uh, the reality of down-regulating ADHD emotion. And if you're online or in iTunes, in the description, we have links to the other shows so that you can, um, you can listen to one and go straight to the other one. Or you can uh, just go to Google and Google Attention Talk Radio and the titles of the show. Um, these were pre-recorded in a series, so they can bring it to you with uh, with Davy Gork um, and uh, with clips that we're going to play uh, throughout them with uh, uh, Dr. Russell Barkley from shows that have been uh, aired in the past. So with that, uh, we'll roll the tape. David Gork is the founder and the president of the ADD Coach Academy. 
the world's foremost ADHD coach training program. The ADD Coach Academy is the first and the only comprehensive ADHD coach training program fully accredited by the International Coach Federation, also known as ICF, which is the global governing body of the coaching profession. Um, and um, ADCA is, is accredited by the Professional Association of ADHD Coaches. David is a master certified ADHD coach with the Professional Association of ADHD Coaches and a master certified coach with the International Coach Federation and a board certified coach with the Center of, uh, for Credentialing and Education. He's on the advisory board of the Tension Deficit Disorder Association and was the president of that organization some time ago and was instrumental in making the National ADHD Awareness Day an annual reality, which was approved by the U.S. Senate on July the 6th of the year 24. As an aside, we did an interview with him, Michelle Novotny, and Evelyn Green, who pulled that together many years ago. It was, it's a hoot of a story. You might go listen to it just for grins and giggles because it it's, it's, it's like nothing you would ever – only a bunch of ADD people could pull that together. Anyway, um, <laughs> David is the author of the groundbreaking book, uh, Permission to Proceed, as well. And um, he was inducted in the 2016 International um, Chad Hall of Fame uh, at their conference, which is now the International Conference on ADHD. And the same year, he received um, the ACO Founders Award at the ADHD Coaches Organization. You can learn more about David and the ADD Coach Academy at addca.com. And with that, uh, David, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Jeff. It's always great to be here. Uh, always enjoy myself when I'm on your show. So I was really excited that you kind of came on because, you know, first of all, I've really appreciated your support uh, for me individually, my coaching practice, um, some of the things we do at Attention Talk Radio over the years. And, you know, it's been amazingly 10 short years, a little bit longer since I actually wow. – came into this business who was being trained. And I remember uh, you were talking about emotions, um, yeah. not, not in the context of ADHD as, as, as part, as, as it being part of the condition, but being very much a part of the whole process. And you really recognize it. I, I think from a coaching perspective, and really one of the first to address it. I mean, would you agree? I would, I would. It, it's, um, it's what drives us, and um, if you don't understand the emotions, the positive or the negatives, they, especially with people with ADHD, can immobilize you or they can catalyze you. So not knowing the emotion you're feeling in the moment was critical to people with ADHD moving forward and all human beings, but it's just more Absolutely. intense with ADHD. Absolutely. It's kind of like emotions are there, but sometimes the gasoline gets thrown on that. And, yep. and there's a positive. There's, there's a negative side, but there's also a positive yep. side because you've been talking about passion forever. I mean, it's just it's a yep. part of your lexicon. I mean, it's just what you yep. it's just comes out of your tongue because it's there. Right. Yeah, well, I, thank you for that, Jeff. Yes, I, it, it is who I am. And um, and I feel that when people find that, that's where they begin to move forward. Yep, yep. And the thing that I was interesting is I, I we've never really talked about this, but being in the coaching profession, which was relatively new, I mean, it was it was still in its infancy, but it still is now, but it was really in its infancy back then, and we didn't really have the relationship that we have as coaches with researchers in the scientific community. And when you were talking about this, I, I got to believe that you kind of felt like you were in outer space sometimes and trying to advocate for this thing that that nobody seemed to pay attention to. Is was that? Am I putting? Words in your no. experience, or is that reflective? No. Um, as a matter of fact, in the coaching world, I was considered sort of an alien, uh, Jeff. I, I mean, I remember uh, Barbara uh, Luther was our director of training. We were applying for uh, accreditation, and we talked about all these things about the brain and, and especially about emotion 
And uh, they just looked at us like we were funny. They didn't understand it. And then one of the presidents, who was a nurse at that time, she simply said to me, Dave, your problem is you're too far ahead of everybody else. they got to mm. catch up to you. And wow. that threw me off because I just, you know, everything I'd read about emotion was so clear to me. And, and uh, it was practical in our lives to know that emotion is what really um, motivates us. It, it, it can motivate us in, in great ways. And if we're not aware of the emotion and of the impact it has on our, our physical and mental bodies, um, that, that holds you back. You know, emotional yep, intelligence is one of the skills that has not been taught in many places. And it's, in fact, only one-third of the world has the ability to identify emotions as they occur in the moment. And that's sad. That's really yep. sad. I want to somehow help me remember what you just said, the ability to recognize emotions as they occur yeah. in the moment. We're going to talk about that in, in the third segment a little bit. But, you know, I got to believe because I know that I've read a lot of stuff on emotions and they talk yeah. about the theory of it and they talk about the outcome about how, you know, you're supposed to manage your emotions and accept your emotions. But one of the things I've never really heard about for the longest time was really talk about the process of how you actually yeah. go about managing emotion. They, they say you need to get to the end, but they don't tell yeah. you really how to get there. And coaching right. a lot is really about the – like. Getting rolling up your sleeves and helping people figure out actually how they manage their emotions. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what we do, right? It's 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 exactly what we do. You know, Jeff, there's some brilliant people out there and pioneers that um, I, I I have a lot of gratitude towards, like Russell Barkley and Tom Brown, who really brought executive function and emotion um, into the into the lens of ADHD. Um, but what they don't talk about, and it's really not their realm, is they give a, a lot of great theory and even some, some potential strategies. But the fact of the matter is if um, you're in the midst of an uh, amygdala hijack where the emotion is hijacking you, um, theory isn't going to help you. And, and I'm not saying that's all they do, but what we as coaches do is we have to teach our clients how to learn to identify emotions as they're occurring before they hijack you. Yep. Yep. Um, and 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 what situations? So Russell Barkley talks about situations, but who helps those clients learn what those situations are? It's yes. the coach. Yep. So I think that we work really well together. What Russell Barkley and Tom Brown did for me, and I'm I'm really grateful, is they gave me a great scaffolding, a great structure yep. to look at my clients and say yes. This is the way they think. This is the way they process information and emotions. But then what's the antidote to this? How do we help yeah. them get out of this? Yep. Yep. And yep. I think that's what we do as coaches. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so just to kind of go back, you, you were, you've, been, you've, been, you've been grateful for Dr. Barkley and, and Dr. Brown in this kind of conversation. But I remember pre-2010, pre-2011, they hadn't really said a lot about that. And that goes back to we were, we were a little alien as an organization. Yeah. And then I remember yeah. – uh, it was revolutionary for me because I did an interview with Dr. Barkley uh, back in 2011 because I had heard him yeah. talk, and for the first time he was saying ADHD. He was talking about his executive deficit dysfunction construct, basically redefining ADHD as, a, as, a, as a, an executive function issue, mostly of which is self-regulation. And he, in that first presentation, said attention is something that you need to regulate, and emotions is something you regulate. And he said yes, emotions or are as much a part of ADHD as attention is. And that was yeah. revolutionary at the time. It was. And still not a part of the diagnostic criteria, but it's you have not. been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, 
I remember a couple of interviews you did with him because I listened to them both. And what you brought to the interview, Jeff, was interesting. First, what, you, what Dr. Barkley just said about emotions being as important as attention, I couldn't agree because um, it, if you can't manage the emotion, you can't pay attention and vice versa. So mm-hmm. that was the first thing. But what you did with Russell Barkley is you brought coaching language into his language. And I'll never forget you saying, so, Dr. Barkley, you mean you, you have to pause? And he was talking about inhibition. And mm-hmm. so you were bringing coaching language in with his, and he was he was understanding it very well. And as a matter of fact, he started to use it because yep. it it. So that was the second part: is it understanding the concepts of emotion, but then bringing language um, to to clients that they can use in in, in their everyday practical yep. situations. So that's why I think ATR did a great yep. job in educating the public, but then you being a coach, bringing the coaching language into it, yep, yep. and they're sort of so, mingling together. So I think that, that interview I especially remember very, very well. Yep. So what I want to do, the part of the series is I really want to kind of like, we're coaching, and to me, worlds are converging a little bit. Um, we yeah. have the researchers, You, I mean, we've already talked about Dr. Barkley and Dr. Brown. We're talking about kind of what you're doing, and things really started kind of coming together. And part of the series, I want to walk um, kind of through the theory, the outcome, and kind of get to the coaching side so that people get a really clear understanding of it. And when I want to go to a break, but when we come back, what I want to do is I want to actually play an excerpt, David, of uh, part of the interview that I did with Dr. Barkley back in 2011 that where he defines what an emotion is. And yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll run that tape, and then we'll come back after the break, and I'd like to you know, have a conversation about with you on how that kind of plays out. So um, yeah. for those that want to learn more about David, um, and, the, and, the, and the ADD Coach Academy. And if you have any interest in being a coach, go to uh, www.addca.com. That's adca.com. Um, also tonight, our secret word is what? W-H-A-T. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and Executive Function Challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. Do you have something those with ADHD need? Advertise on Attention Talk Radio. We are a narrowcast, internet-based radio show targeting those with or impacted by ADHD. To learn more about advertising opportunities, email attention at attentiontalkradio.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. 
All right, David, I want to play this clip just so it's fresh in our minds. You've listened to it, and I've listened yeah, to it, so Jeff, it's a little bit of downtime. Jeff, one thing I'd like to, if we can, at some point, yep. I want to recognize Russ um, Ramsey because he was into emotions too, but he believed in coaching so much. He brought the CBT in, and he was the first guy to you know, work on research with me. And he yeah, was yeah, probably yeah. – the biggest supporter of coaching of anybody. Let's 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 highlight that in the in the next section when we start okay. talking about the steps because I think that okay. plays a little bit. So okay. anyway, I just want to plant the seed somewhere because it would be really important for us to do that. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree because he's been such a Dr. Barkley. Start at the beginning. What is an emotion? Uh, yes, well, I, you know, I'm glad to ask about this uh, this whole topic, Jeff, because as you know, uh, emotion has been ignored in our view of ADHD now for some time. But to begin with, an emotion is a, a very short-term change in the state of our body and of our mind, and it's usually comprised of about three things that interact with each other. One is simply our level of arousal. We experience a change in our heart rate and our blood pressure and our breathing, uh, so that, that we, we find ourselves in a more active state than we were, say, just a few seconds or a few minutes ago. But mm-hmm. besides that kind of physiological arousal, there's also an evaluative part of an emotion, which has to do with our evaluating whether what has just happened is either threatening or reinforcing to us. And that evaluative part of the emotion then leads to a change in our behavior, whether or not we pursue an approach what it is that we found interesting or rewarding, or whether we withdraw from something that we find uh, threatening uh, to us. So uh, it's those three gradients that form what we report as feeling that we have an emotion. But they're very, very important for human survival because they rapidly evaluate what is happening around us and cause us to pay attention to them and then change our behavior as a function of that paying attention. So you could basically break down any emotional experience into four stages. And they can happen within a matter of milliseconds, but it mm-hmm. separate them because later we're going to talk about how you might be able to alter your problems with emotion and uh, problems with regulating these emotional states. So these four steps are, first of all, there's a situation, an event that happens to us. Uh-huh. That's immediately followed by what you've already mentioned, and that is you've paid attention to it. So there's Uh an attention component to emotion besides the situational part of it. The third thing is that you appraise it, you evaluate it, you've thought about it in some way. And then finally, you react, and that's the emotional reaction that you experience. But those four steps, the situation, the attention, the evaluation, and then the response or the reaction can be split apart. And it really helps in managing your emotions to think of it as a four-step process because it's through those four steps that we're going to try to get a handle on this. So this is fascinating to me. So it, it's, it's, I mean, this is all almost instantaneous, but you, you're in a situation, you pay attention to it, you kind of appraise what's kind of going on, and you react to, what you, react to it or what you think you should do as a result of it, which I'm hearing manifests in behavior. Yes, that's, that's right. Now, that's how emotions play out in everybody, including non-human species. It's not just humans that have emotions. Those four things happen. What humans have is there is a second layer to this whole system in which we are monitoring ourselves because humans have self-consciousness, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And so we're monitoring these emotions as they play out, and that second level gives us the ability to step in 
to that automatic first level that I just described and be able to do something about those emotions. No other species can do that because no other species is self-aware to the extent that we are, and therefore we can self-manage these emotions if we choose to. Uh, and so there's a second higher level to our emotions, and it's also comprised of a four-step process. The first is simply the ability to inhibit the automatic level, this automatic reaction to events, so that instead of just allowing ourselves to be at the mercy of our environment and our feelings, humans have the ability to actually intervene. And the first thing they do to intervene is they stop. They uh -huh. inhibit the strong emotional behavior and reaction. And then the second thing they do is they try to calm themselves down. They self-soothe, self-calm, and otherwise try to down-regulate this sort of strong emotion that's overtaken them. The third thing they do, as befits your show, by the way, is they refocus their attention away from the event itself. They may distract themselves, they may look away, they may close their eyes or even cover their eyes if it's a very powerful event, but in some way they're going to divert their attention away from that stimulating event. And then finally, they're going to organize a new emotion, a new experience to replace the old one. And this new emotion they're going to generate is going to be much more consistent with their long-term goals, their welfare, what they hope to achieve. And if I could uh, just have a moment, I'll give you an example. If you and yeah, I are in a business meeting and I said something to you that was humiliating or insulting, if you didn't have this second level of emotional self-control, you might automatically leap across the desk and begin to throttle me because I've humiliated you in front of our peers. But you do have this ability, and so what you might do is even though this reaction is building in you, you will go through these four steps that we've talked about. You'll inhibit that initial urge to come over across the table and throttle me. Then you're going to start to talk to yourself and calm yourself down and watch your breathing. Then maybe you're going to look away from me and think about something else and count to ten and go to your happy place. Mm -hmm. And then finally, that evaluation is going to lead you to substitute a different emotion, one that's more reasonable, because you've evaluated the fact that you don't want to lose your job, you don't want to get arrested for assault, and, you, mm -hmm. know, you want to be able to keep this, this source of employment going, uh, and therefore you're going to substitute a more constructive emotion in its place. Uh, and those are the two steps that we believe ADHD interferes with. It interferes, first of all, with the ability to inhibit that strong emotion, and then mm -hmm. secondly, these things we've talked about, as far as self-regulating your emotions. So with, with that being, with us having talked about what an emotion is, what I'm hearing is, is that one of the keys with ADHD is the ability to self-regulate in that emotion? Yes. Well, actually, that's exactly what you're going to see. Because of the impulsiveness that ADHD creates in individuals, they're going to be less able to engage in that first step, which is to stop the emotion from playing out. Their emotions are going to be very impulsive off-the-cuff, raw, unmoderated, thoughtless emotions as they play out. And, you know, that's okay if you're a child. It's forgivable. But as you get older, we expect people to have a more mature management of their emotions. And that's where it starts to get people into trouble because the inability to manage that strong emotion has consequences uh, for your work, for your social relationships, and so on. And then the second thing they find difficult is when the strong emotion has overcome them, doing these other steps we've talked about, self-soothing, self-calming, refocusing their attention, and then appraising the event differently so that they come up with a better emotion in place of the one that they 
initially were going to show, those are going to be hard for them as well because the emotion is out of the gate. And this is what's really powerful and why I thank you so much for coming on the show is, is, is if we were paying attention to other things, we wouldn't necessarily know emotion. But by saying, hey, listen, emotion is a, real, a big piece of this, and this is what an emotion is, and these are the processes that we go to self-regulate. Knowing what those processes are, to me, is very powerful if you have ADD because you, you, you can feel that emotion in your body, like, wait a second, pause. Notice that you're going through that. And some of that stuff, it might be is like, I notice, I notice it's coming this is a this is a step in the process, and I know that I need to refocus my attention or to to down or to to calm down a little bit. What coaching a lot is about is like, okay, what types of things in the past have enabled you to kind of calm down, and what has allowed you to refocus in those situations? Because if you become conscious of it, then you begin to manage it, which is which is really powerful for me today. Is because if if we if for your case of bringing emotion back, and we pay attention to it, it gives us so much more power as working with those with ADHD, say, wait a second, I feel the emotion kind of coming on, here's the process I've got to go through, and here's what I need to do to, in order to, to manage it and get to where I need to be for a different outcome. Absolutely. Okay, everybody, it's the year 2018, and that interview was actually done back in 2011 with Dr. Barkley. Um, I want to go to a break because I know David is anxious. I mean anxious to make a couple comments on this. Uh, so we want, to, we want to get some uninterrupted time, everyone, to learn more about uh, David Gork and the ADD Coach Academy. Go to addca.com. Tonight's secret word is the word what, W-H-A-T. Again, the secret word is what. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with. All right, David, I want to play this clip just so it's fresh in our minds. You've listened to it, and I've listened yeah, to it, so Jeff, it's going to be a little bit of downtime. Jeff, one thing I'd like to, if we can, at some point, yep. I want to recognize Russ um, Ramsey because he was into emotions too, but he believed in coaching so much. He brought the CBT in, and he was the first guy to you know, work on research with me. And he yeah, was yeah, probably yeah. – the biggest supporter of coaching of anybody. Let's 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 highlight that in this in the next section when we start okay. talking about the steps because I think that okay. plays a little bit. So okay. Anyway, I just want to plant the seed somewhere because it would be really important for us to do that. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree because he's been such a Dr. Barkley. Start at the beginning. What is an emotion? Uh, yes, well, I, you know, I'm glad to ask about this uh, this whole topic, Jeff, because as you know, uh, emotion has been ignored in our view of ADHD now for some time. But to begin with, an emotion is a, a very short-term change in the state of our body and of our mind, and it's usually comprised of about three things that interact with each other. One is simply our level of arousal. We experience a change in our heart rate and our blood pressure and our breathing, uh, so that, that we, we find ourselves in a more active state than we were, say, just a few seconds or a few minutes ago. But mm -hmm. besides that kind of physiological arousal, there's also an evaluative part of an emotion, which has to do with our evaluating whether what has just happened is either threatening or reinforcing to us. And that evaluative part of the emotion then leads to a change in our behavior, whether or not we pursue an approach what it is that we found interesting or rewarding, or whether we withdraw from something that we find uh, threatening uh, to us. So uh, it's those three gradients that form what we report as feeling that we have an emotion. But they're very, very important for human survival because they rapidly evaluate 
what is happening around us and cause us to pay attention to them and then change our behavior as a function of that paying attention. So you could basically break down any emotional experience into four stages, and they can happen within a matter of milliseconds, but it mm-hmm. helps to separate them because later we're going to talk about how you might be able to alter your problems with emotion and uh, problems with regulating these emotional states. So these four steps are, first of all, there's a situation, an event that happens to us. Uh-huh. That's immediately followed by what you've already mentioned, and that is you've paid attention to it. So there's uh-huh. an attention component to emotion besides the situational part of it. The third thing is that you appraise it, you evaluate it, you've thought about it in some way. And then finally, you react, and that's the emotional reaction that you experience. But those four steps, the situation, the attention, the evaluation, and then the response or the reaction can be split apart. And it really helps in managing your emotions to think of it as a four-step process because it's through those four steps that we're going to try to get a handle on this. So this is fascinating to me. So it, it's, it's, I mean, this is all almost instantaneous, but you, you're in a situation, you pay attention to it, you kind of appraise what's kind of going on, and you react to, what you, react to it or what you think you should do as a result of it, which I'm hearing manifests in behavior. Yes, that's, that's right. Now, that's how emotions play out in everybody, including non-human species. It's not just humans that have emotions. Those four things happen. What humans have is there is a second layer to this whole system in which we are monitoring ourselves because humans have self-consciousness, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And so we're monitoring these emotions as they play out, and that second level gives us the ability to step in to that automatic first level that I just described and be able to do something about those emotions. No other species can do that because no other species is self-aware to the extent that we are, and therefore we can self-manage these emotions if we choose to. Uh, And so there's a second higher level to our emotions, and it's also comprised of a four-step process. The first is simply the ability to inhibit the automatic level, this automatic reaction to events. So that instead of just allowing ourselves to be at the mercy of our environment and our feelings, humans have the ability to actually intervene. And the first thing they do to intervene is they stop. They Uh inhibit the strong emotional behavior and reaction. And then the second thing they do is they try to calm themselves down. They self-soothe, self-calm, and otherwise try to down-regulate this sort of strong emotion that's overtaken them. The third thing they do, as befits your show, by the way, is they refocus their attention away from the event itself. They may distract themselves, they may look away, they may close their eyes or even cover their eyes if it's a very powerful event, but in some way they're going to divert their attention away from that stimulating event. And then finally, they're going to organize a new emotion, a new experience to replace the old one. And this new emotion they're going to generate is going to be much more consistent with their long-term goals, their welfare, what they hope to achieve. And if I could uh, just have a moment, I'll give you an example. If you and I are in a business meeting and I said something to you that was humiliating or insulting, if you didn't have this second level of emotional self-control, you might automatically leap across the desk and begin to throttle me because I've humiliated you in front of our peers. But you do have this ability, and so what you might do is even though this reaction is building in you, 
you will go through these four steps that we've talked about. You'll inhibit that initial urge to come over across the table and throttle me. Then you're going to start to talk to yourself and calm yourself down and watch your breathing. Then maybe you're going to look away from me and think about something else and count to ten and go to your happy place. Mm-hmm. And then finally, that evaluation is going to lead you to substitute a different emotion, one that's more reasonable, because you've evaluated the fact that you don't want to lose your job, you don't want to get arrested for assault, and you, know, mm-hmm. you want to be able to keep this, this source of employment going, uh, and therefore you're going to substitute a more constructive emotion in its place. Uh, and those are the two steps that we believe ADHD interferes with. It interferes, first of all, with the ability to inhibit that strong emotion, and then mm-hmm. secondly, these things we've talked about as far as self-regulating your emotions. So with, with that being, with us having talked about what an emotion is, what I'm hearing is, is that one of the keys with ADHD is the ability to self-regulate in that emotion? Yes. Well, actually, that's exactly what you're going to see. Because of the impulsiveness that ADHD creates in individuals, they're going to be less able to engage in that first step, which is to stop the emotion from playing out. Their emotions are going to be very impulsive, off-the-cuff, raw, unmoderated, thoughtless emotions as they play out. And, you know, that's okay if you're a child. It's forgivable. But as you get older, we expect people to have a more mature management of their emotions and that's where it starts to get people into trouble because the inability to manage that strong emotion has consequences uh, for your work for your social relationships and so on and then the second thing they find difficult is when the strong emotion has overcome them doing these other steps we've talked about self-soothing self-calming refocusing their attention and then appraising the event differently so that they come up with a better emotion in place of the one that they initially were going to show, those are going to be hard for them as well because the emotion is out of the gate. And this is what's really powerful and why I thank you so much for coming on the show is, is, is if we were paying attention to other things, we wouldn't necessarily know emotion. But by saying, hey, listen, emotion is a, real, a big piece of this, and this is what an emotion is, and these are the processes that we go to self-regulate. Knowing what those processes are, to me, is very powerful if you have ADD because you, you, you can feel that emotion in your body. Like, wait a second, pause. Notice that you're going through that. And some of that stuff it might be is like, I notice, I notice it's coming this is a this is a step in the process, and I know that I need to refocus my attention or to to down or to, to calm down a little bit. What coaching a lot is about is like, okay, what types of things in the past have enabled you to kind of calm down, and what has allowed you to refocus in those situations? Because if you become conscious of it, then you begin to manage it, which is which is really powerful for me today. Is because if if we if for your case of bringing emotion back, and we pay attention to it, it gives us so much more power. As working with those with ADHD, say, wait a second, I feel the emotion kind of coming on. Here's the process I've got to go through, and here's what I need to do in order to to manage it and get to where I need to be for a different outcome. Absolutely. Okay, everybody, it's the year 2018, and that interview was actually done back in 2011 with Dr. Barkley. Um, I want to go to a break because I know David is anxious. I mean anxious to make a couple comments on this. Uh, So we want want to get some uninterrupted time, everyone, to learn more about uh, David Gork and the ADD Coach Academy. Go to ADDCA.com. Tonight's secret word is the word what, W-H-A-T. Again, the secret word is what. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world. Your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips, 
The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with uh, David Gwork, and we're having a, a great conversation of a three-part series that we're doing on emotion. And today we're talking about what is emotion. In the first segment, we started talking about the early days when David was kind of uh, really in the early stages of ADHD coaching, the recognition of uh, emotions and what they play and how, how important they are. And um, we were, David was really kind of out there. He, he was kind of the lone wolf, if you will. Uh, along uh, comes Dr. Barkley. And I remember back in the old days um, going even to, to conferences, uh, coaches were allowed there, but well, I don't know if we really got the respect we kind of deserved. But lo and behold, as uh, Dr. Barkley starts talking about emotions, and I remember um, suggesting that you listen to this interview, uh, David, back in those yeah. days. And I remember it's like, oh, my God, I've been talking about this for years. <laughs> it, it, it had to have been an emotional moment for you. Oh, God, yes. It was. Uh, I remember hearing it and saying, I love this man. <laughs> because because um he was he was he was saying um things in such a beautiful way that only Dr. Barkley can but bringing some real science to it which we were doing too but with with uh, his credibility and with um the level of sophistication and the language that he brought to it I I I was I was so pleased to hear these things because it gave legitimacy not only to what we were doing at the academy and coaching, but it gave legitimacy to emotions. And that, uh, you know, everybody used to think that emotions belong to the world of therapy only. And, uh, you know, I went, to, I went to Washington and I checked the trademark office and I found that there's no trademark on emotions. Nobody owns it other than human <laughs> beings. And he was talking about this as a human thing. Not as, uh, yep. and, and then he dissected it into the ADHD piece. So he was talking about it for all human beings, what the process was and what it was that was getting in the way for ADHD. And that is exactly the way we were presenting it as well, because how did coaches learn? We had to learn about the neurotypical brain first and then show how it was different with the ADHD brain. So we would always talk about the power of the pause and inhibition and um, the second layer that he refers to, uh, which allows us to get to the first level, you know, is four steps, that, ab- that ability to inhibit at the automatic level. Well, if you can't do that, you can't have your inner observer. And what coaches are for clients 
are their objective observers. Because if they've never learned how to inhibit and they've never learned how to pause, they need somebody who um, can teach them yep. how to pause and, 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 in effect, become their objective observer because yep. they can't see, they can't do that second level because they can't inhibit yep. and they can't self-regulate. So we as coaches, being objective observers, come in and mirror and reflect back to them. Yep. Do you realize uh, the language that you're using is of a very negative nature and it's reflecting this kind of emotion? Yep. And generally what we get yep. from them is, you're kidding me. I yeah. didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I really want to unbridle you a little bit in the next part where we start talking about the execution of some of this stuff. But for our purposes right now, I do want to highlight is you've been talking about paying attention to what you pay attention to for years, which is that self-monitoring to be aware of emotion. Um, you've been talking about the power of the pause. We've done shows. You've got a book, uh, Permission to Proceed, that talks about the pause, 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 which goes back to the inhibition. And so it's just really cool that Dr. Barkley actually started defining emotion from their perspective, and it aligns so well with really kind of what you've been talking about for years that you've – I mean, coaching's relatively new. It's got to be vindicated to say, hey, listen, you know, this guy's – I, I think he's one of the four – forefront thought experts in the world on this. I mean, this is really groundbreaking. And so really for this to map really kind of what's coaching, it's, it, 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 I know it was a gratifying moment because I remember you were like on a cloud nine with emotion back when you, when you heard the, him first talk about this. Yes, and, and, and I have to say also Tom Brown and, and a good friend of mine at the University of Pennsylvania, Russ Ramsey, they, they yep. were too. And they, and they all, you know, it, 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 it all came together. It was like a synergistic puzzle. And uh, and the thing that was very interesting to me about all this, Jeff, is, um, you know, you can talk about inhibition and the ability to inhibit, but you still have to learn how to do it. Yes. Uh, you know, medications yes. can't do it all. Medications, you know, uh, Tom Brown has come out and said, you know, um, yes, we know that uh, stimulant medications help with the ability to inhibit and help with the ability to pay attention. But if there's not a, a general level of interest in doing these things, yes. it isn't going to happen. Yep. Um, so, so it was wonderful that the concepts were brought out, but we as yep. coaches had to teach our clients, how do you yep. know when to pause? How, what are the signals? Wh how do you learn about yes. that? And when you learn yes. those signals, what do you do? Absolutely. Um, so when, when, I want to delve into that. In the next call, and then the, the last call, we're actually going to play a clip of somebody who is emotionally, I was coaching them, we were able to get an excerpt of them that's in the moment to really illustrate how hard this is. But before we, we tie, wrap this show up, the thing, David, I really want to kind of highlight here is, is what Dr. Barkley talked about, well, what of emotion in these different stages, I think are great because they break it down yeah. analytically and intellectually for us to yeah. kind of see these kind of components. But at the end of the day, we know those with ADHD – it's not knowing what to do. It's the execution of knowing yeah. what they're supposed to do. And what you and I are talking about is, again, I, I think it's great. I'm, I'm bringing legitimacy to this, which, by the way, emotions are still not a part of the diagnostic criteria. And I know that's in yep. Dr. Barkley's crawl right now, and we're still advocating for it, but it's going to happen. But the whole point really is, is that, that this is really not an easy thing. You and I are talking about it, and we're going to talk about it in the next show and the following show about down-regulating emotion and managing it, but if it's, it's not easy. It's, it's really, really, really difficult. And the, one of the reasons why I like to say that it's difficult is that if you, if you don't acknowledge that it's hard, you're not giving it it's the respect and the legitimacy that it deserves. And I actually think that this is actually 
in the realm of ADHD coaching, emotional self-regulation is probably the hardest to coach. Yes. It's coachable, yes. but it's, 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 it's very much a challenge and can get in the way of your ability to regulate attention. Would you agree? Yes. I would. And um, one thing I'd like us to all think about is most of the time when they're talking about regulating emotions, it's negative emotions. So one of the things that we as coaches do is we try to help our clients create positive emotions so that when those negative emotions come up, they have a resource of positive events, experience, emotions, much in what you said to, to, to Dr. Barkley in the interview, is when was there times when you've been successful at these things Yes. and bring them back because they get buried. So yes. you do have to deal with the negative emotion, there's no question. And identifying that emotion is critical because when you name it, you tame it. But then you have to have a strategy for getting out of that negative emotion. Absolutely. You don't want to stay Absolutely. there. Absolutely. It's a fine. We're going to pull this thing together. We're going to jump in on this and on part two. But one of the things that was kind of funny, I did an interview with Dr. Barkley separately on, on um, the notion of ADHD is self-regulation. And he was using the, the, the term the mind's mirror. And it's yeah. that you have the yeah. ability to go back. And it's funny because we, we call that mirroring back. <laughs> To yes. the client, what they said, so yes. that they can see yes. themselves. I, I remember that. Mirroring yes. back the emotion and stuff like that. It, it was it was funny because he was using mind's mirror. And anyway, same thing, just different language. So I tell you what. Yes. Um, out there, if you're if you're interested and curious, go learn about uh, David Gork at the ADD Coaching Mat Academy. If you're interested in learning more about coaching, or if you'd like to be a coach, go go check it out at addca.org. Tonight's secret word is what. And with that. Uh, Stay tuned for part two of this interview series on emotions. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.